Cause I'll be in a Mayberry state of mind Daryl Mosley is in a Mayberry state of mind. His new album, A Life Well Lived, looks back to a time when growing up in the U.S. seemed much simpler. So, are these songs drawn from Daryl's own life? You see neighbor helping neighbor don't write autobiographical very much, but I but I do like to write about what I'm familiar with, and 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 so I mean I love that that whole idea of of living in an area kind of Andy Griffith ish, you know, where everybody knows everybody and takes care of one another, and faith and family and all of that is really important, and and you know I grew up that way and and still live in a town that that kind of embraces that, and and I think there's a longing for that. People either uh, either also grew up that way and, and misses that slower pace and that mindset, or they kind of wish they did, you know? And I mean, I, I think we all appreciate the technology and the way the, the advantages and the benefits now, but, but sometimes I think we all would love to slow down just a little bit. And which is the appeal, I believe still to shows like the Andy Griffith show after all these years. And so my songs are, you know, for all, you know, all practical purposes, kind of a soundtrack to that, to that mindset. Right, right, right. So um, the, I mean, I, I moved to New Zealand in 94, so I've been here for a while, and it's interesting to see what's going on in the States from outside from a different perspective. And so the, the, a lot of the uh, things that we see aren't particularly positive these days. It seems like the country is, is in a bit of, of strife. So, you know, how, how do you relate to that when you're singing about, you know, Andy, Mayb- Andy of Mayberry? <laughs> You know, as often as I can, I try, I try to, you know, I try to avoid it. I try to stay out of it. I mean, everything, everything is measured by politics now, you right. know, which political side you're on every, you know, everything is measured by that. And, and I just try not to get wrapped up in that. I just, you know, I, I, I tend to, you know, I still enjoy, you know, a, a good book and, a, a you know, an old John Wayne movie and, you know, things that are just, you know, from a different era. And so I just kind of focus on that. And I think that's part of the appeal to some of my songs. Sure. It's kind of a break from, from some of that, you know? Yep. Yep. So when you were putting this record together, did, did you have that in mind? Do you, do you go into making a record? I think this is your, what your third solo album with, um, with an idea, a, a plan of attack as, as it were, or do you just have some songs a lying around bit. and see what happens? No, I'm a little bit that way. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, there's some songs that, that are a little older that I've, you know, that I've brought out to record. Some are, you know, were written specifically for this project. And I didn't, I don't necessarily start out, you know, didn't start out to write a concept album, which is in essence kind of what this album is. Um, but I, I realized years ago that, you know, I have, and not just me, but any recording artist has this really unique opportunity to, to leave behind a body of work you know there there may come a day when i have grandchildren or great-grandchildren and 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 they, they never know me but all they'll ever know about me is what they learn from the songs right. and so i try to, to write songs that that line up with the things i believe in the things that are important to me memories that i have and and uh, and hopefully along the way it'll trigger other memories from other people it seems to and and so i'm hoping like i said that it just it, it the the image that people have for me if they draw that from those songs i want that to be accurate right 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 so, so and you work with a guy named rick lang i think he's co-written a few of the songs with you and does he co-produce with you as well 
No, Rick, Rick just writes. Rick lives in New Hampshire and uh, is okay. just one of the best guys I've ever known, a passionate songwriter. And, and so we write a lot. And, uh, and so, yeah, we have four or five songs on the album. The rest, I think I wrote myself, but no, Danny Roberts, Danny, Danny Roberts. and I were in the band new tradition all through the nineties. And, and Danny is just, he loves the studio and he's got great studio ears. And so when I went in to start, recording the very first solo album, I asked Danny to come in and co-produce with me. And, and he's done that on all the subsequent albums. All right. Well, one song I wanted to kind of touch on was Walking Man. Uh, just, what has inspired you to write that one? One foot and then the other, step by step he stayed the course, thinking only about others, listening to the master's voice, moving with a purpose, Faithful to the plan and focused on the mighty task at hand. He was a walking man. When I was a kid, actually long before that, uh, there was a gentleman in our little town named Mr. John L. Mays. Mr. John was a black man who was severely autistic. But Mr. John would walk every morning and, and, and every day he would walk to the hospital and visit with the sick and he would walk to the nursing home and visit with those and he would end up at the funeral home and visit with the families of the bereaved and you know we just as a community we just loved him and he loved us and 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 this went on for many many years and uh, when he finally passed away in 2017 uh that of course the huge funeral but to this day if you go to his to his gravestone of you know above the dates and everything is and his name is a carved picture of him and above that it says the walking man <laughs> because people who saw him and didn't know him by name recognized him for his walk and and so i thought about him and and other other men who had had an impact on people you know largely by walking and so the song you know it talks about him and dr martin luther king and and and, and jesus christ they're all a part of that of that song Okay. And the other one I wanted to touch on was Hillbilly Graham. Uh, is that based on anyone in particular? <laughs> he was eight when he was seven. By 17, he'd been called to preach. From the hills of Carolina, his field was wide with many souls to reach. With no formal education or preaching school to help him with his call. Just a solid faith in Jesus and a Bible in his front bib overall. Well, I have a, a, a friend here who's actually a former pastor in our town, and uh, uh, Brother Charles Martin. He's a great guy, funny, just naturally funny, you know, just a country boy. Uh, but it, uh, sometime along the way, he picked up that nickname. And the first time I heard it, I, I fell out laughing. I thought, oh, that's a song in the making, you know. Right, and right. so finally uh, sat down and wrote the song. And, you know, uh, I had somebody tell me, they said, you know, I think that song is the Harper Valley PTA of bluegrass music. And I understood <laughs> what they meant because it, it does have kind of a twist at the end. And, you know, yep. and uh, but it's it is one of the most fun things I do live. People really like that one when, I, when I'm performing live. Right. So when you're performing live, uh, what kind of interaction do you have with folks? Is, is it from the stage? Do you hang out afterwards? Do people share their stories with you? Yeah, that's the fun part for me is, is you know, I, I have so many people will come up after a concert and they'll say, 
you made me think of things I hadn't thought about in years or, you know, I, I swear you, I think you grew up next door to me because our memories right. are so similar and, you know, which is a huge compliment because that's what I want is I don't want them just to hear my story. I want them to, to find their own story within the songs. And so, so I get lots of that and, and, and lots of stories that they'll, they'll share their experiences with me and, and that that's to me been the, the best part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I notice you're a baseball fan. Oh, big time. Big time. I just reacquainted myself with the game this year. I kind of, it's hard to find it around here, but uh, <laughs> I do still play softball. But uh, yeah, and, and now I realize they have all the changes of the rules. The game kind of zipped by a little quicker and all that. So what's your, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I tend to be a purist, but it really hasn't bothered me because I think the pitch clock and all of that, what it has done, what it, what it cut out was all of the stepping out of the box and readjusting the, the gloves and, and all of the, the downtime. And yeah. so now the game itself moves pretty quick, uh, but the action's a little faster and, and it doesn't bother me. I like it really well. I think, the, uh, like I said, I haven't watched it in a while. The, the, just the quality of the play is amazing. And the, the athleticism of these guys uh, playing is, is better than I remember. I mean, I saw my first baseball game, I think it was in Cleveland, in 1966 against the Yankees. <laughs> it's going back a ways. Oh, wow. You that's know, great. I think Roger Maris well, That's was one of the things. <laughs> oh, how awesome. That's great. That's one of the things I try to do when I'm on the road is try to catch games. And I, I went to PNC Park in Pittsburgh uh, last year, first time I'd seen it. It's a beautiful stadium. And, you know, I went to Camden Yards in Baltimore last year and uh, uh, I saw a, a Phillies game in Philadelphia. So that's just one of the things I'll, I'll try to catch when I can. And, uh, really enjoy doing that right 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 and who's your team you know I, i'm we don't have one obviously in tennessee so a lot of it is proximity right. a lot of people in this area are either cardinals fans or braves fans i'm a big cardinals and cubs fan which you're not supposed to be able to like both but i'll want you know i'll watch whoever's on right. it and <laughs> You know, but but I mean, I'm 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 easy to please when it comes to a baseball game. Many is the time out on the road, I've driven past and saw a little league game happening, and I'll whip in and watch a couple of innings just to see the kids play. I just love the sport. Very cool, very cool. All right, so now that you've got um, a life well lived out and about, what are you what are you thinking about doing next? Are you thinking about it next? Or you know, are you just kind of in the middle of this no there's always there's always a, a, a you know you're always kind of looking ahead uh, there is some discussion about potentially doing a live album for next year uh oh, okay. storytelling is a big part of what i do live and i have lots of people ask about do you have some you know you have something that has the stories on it and so we're looking at maybe potentially doing a live album so we can incorporate some of the stories and some of the things we do live gotcha and do you think of yourself as a storyteller yeah, I think probably more than anything else is, you know, it's it, and I enjoy that aspect of it. And, you know, not only the the spoken part of it, you know, in between the songs, but but the songs themselves. And those were always the songs that resonated with me and still are, you know, when I, a really great story. And, you know, everybody from Tom T. Hall to Guy Clark, you know, to Billy Joel, you know, yep. told really, you know, tell really great stories in their songs. Yep, yep, yep. All right. And were those folks who kind of got you thinking about writing songs as well? Largely. I mean, the very first album I ever bought was Billy Joel's 52nd Street, you know. And right. and it's funny, I can listen to it now. And I mean, I've been to New York City, but at the time I hadn't. And, and, I, and I had this visual of what 
living in New York, what you know, would have been like based on his stories. And 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 those songs still work with me. And it's the same way with, you know, Tom T. Hall, you know, he would write about rural America and those people and their stories. And so, yeah, those were big influences as far as wanting to tell the, the stories that I want to tell and tell them as accurately as I can. Yeah. Wasn't it the Everly Brothers? They had a song called, Oh, the Stories We Could Tell. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, there. All righty. Well, thank you for sharing those story, uh, the album and time with me. It's very nice of you. Hopefully, uh, uh, let's get down to New Zealand sometime and uh, sing a few songs if you ever get around to it. <laughs> I would love to do that. You know, I, would, I have never done a you know a, a tour you know overseas. I've, I've we've talked about it. Yeah. It's just something we've never. About the time we started really getting serious about it, uh, COVID happened and that slowed the works up. Yeah. But that's certainly one of the things I'm looking at doing in the next you know, year or so is is doing some uh, doing some dates abroad. All righty. Well, hopefully that'll happen. Thank you very much and uh, have a great day.